Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. Transition! Transition. Transition! Yes. We've had a whole lot of life type stuff lately, so we thought it was time to come back to the transness. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about that in between other things the last couple of times. No. Although we did talk a little bit about being trans with your cousin Vinny. Yeah, and then we had a couple of times where we didn't. We just talked about people or family or, I don't know, stuff. You'll All that life between. That stuff, yeah. Yeah. You keep catching your belly hair and your zippers. And... I do. <laughs> I do. Uh-huh. It's a funny thing. I, I have like a rug. It's not a thick rug, but it's like a comb my belly hair. It's, it's, it's sparse, really, but it's long. It's got a space in between, but it's really long. And so if I go to tuck my shirt in or pee or something, I pull my shirt out and I pull belly hair with it. And it's like, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Poor boy. That's something I wouldn't have thought of. When I transition, I'll have to be careful about my belly hair. That's something I thought would happen. Right? No. Mm. The things so. you didn't know you didn't know. Yep. That's one of them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I like all the hair, and I had no idea how much I'd like all the hair. And I hear guys say, I hope I don't get back hair, or they want chest hair and they want face hair, but they don't necessarily want back hair or... Butt hair or... Butt hair. Yeah, that's the other one. And I'm like, just bring on the hair. Put it everywhere. I don't care. It's all good. I like it. And at my age, I'd be, you know, if I had had the normal amount of testosterone in my body my whole life, I'd be hairy by now. You would. I'd be a hairy guy at my age. Wasn't your dad? Um, was, he, was he a fuzzy guy? I don't know that I really paid attention. I probably won't ask my mother. No. Although my mother... She noticed your beard. She did. I've had this beard. The little chin patch, you know, three inches wide by an inch and a half deep. Yeah, I've had this on my face for a couple months now. Uh Uh-huh. Because my driver's license picture, which was in December, right around my birthday, has my chin hair on my face, Mm -hmm. which is funny to me in a good way. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, "Ah, look at that. That's great. (laughs) Uh so I've had it on my face for a while, but of course my mother can't see. With the macular degeneration, she can see some things. So just the other day I was driving her back from an eye appointment, which I know I just said she can't see, but she does have medical eye needs. She has some vision and her eyes still need to be cared for. Right. And we're coming back, driving back. It's probably the way the sun is behind me. And she says to me, You look like you have a beard. And I say, well, actually, I do have a bit of a beard on my face. (laughs) Uh, And then she she reaches over and feels feels my chin. And she's surprised. She has no personal boundaries. She she doesn't say, can I touch your face? She doesn't. And I don't know how much of that has to do with the fact that you're her kid. And so she assumes that there's no personal boundary there. I didn't even think of it. And how much of it I is know the she fact can't that see and she just gets into people's face because well, she does that to me too. And lots of people who can't see want to use tactile vision. Yes. But I, I can understand you would ask most people if you're going to touch their face. And she might have said, 
let me see, but she didn't say, may I or can I? I'm sure of that. But anyhow. No. She was surprised, and she said, well, I, I couldn't see it. And I said, no, apparently not. <laughs> it's been there for a little while. She and was, so now you're playing with it. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> so it's, it's really curly, so it's not longer. I've had it for a couple months, and it's gotten thicker because it's gotten longer, but it's... The individual hairs are longer, but they curl back on themselves. Very, very tight, small curls. Mm-hmm. So I have a little curly chin beard. Mm-hmm. But I decided to get my sideburns back. Yes, you did. And you had them short for a while. I did. To, like, the middle of your ear where the hole is, and you didn't like that. You thought they should go down past your earlobes. Well, I, I had them past my earlobes for a while, but I didn't have this hair on my chin. And I didn't want to start looking like I should do magic <laughs> tricks with a hat and a rabbit. So so I, I trimmed them back, and, and then recently I felt like letting them get longer, and now they're super long. Mm-hmm. They're long and wide. They are, and I had to narrow them down they're, for you they're a not while. They're not quite Elvis, but yeah, they're, they're big. But they're not very long at this point, so it doesn't look right bad. But I think what I'm, I might do next is trim the chin hair. Yes. We'll see. So this is the important things that trans guys talk about. <laughs> what to do with your facial hair. <laughs> and these are things that like regular guys do consider, but by no means in the same way that guys who haven't been dealing with their facial hair since their teenage years. Probably not, although they did when they were teenagers. Yeah. They probably did, but they didn't discuss it probably as much as we do Mm -mm. because it's this enjoyable discussion for us what to do with facial hair if you're lucky enough to have facial hair. Woohoo! Yeah. I'm a little jealous. Okay. Only a little. I'm picturing like a red or blonde beard on you, so... Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It it would probably be red or blonde, yes. My father had a big red beard. Yeah, my my dad had, his hair was black, mm-hmm. or possibly dark, dark, dark brown, but I thought it was black. Right. In any case, I have his facial hair, apparently, because he had this curly hair. Mm-hmm. This is the hair he had on his head, too, mm-hmm. which I don't quite have because my hair is brown, but my hair has gotten very, very curly. Right. And my aunt and my mother like to mention that my aunt will say, did you curl your hair? And I started <laughs> laughing at her. And That's I said, funny. no, my hair did that. And she says, it's starting to look like your father's. And then she wants to tell my mother that. But it has gotten excessively curly. It has. It doesn't lay down. No, it used to. You used to be able to brush it down or spike it up or get the Astro Boy faux hawk thing in the front going on. And now it wouldn't do that for anything. No, if it gets to a certain length it probably would lay down but probably badly yeah because i remember when my dad's hair would get long it would be kind of funny he he had the white boy fro well he wasn't really a white boy he was probably not completely a white boy considering where his genetics were from he probably had some yeah your family he had is sicilian a, he had an african type curly hair but not thick enough like like 100% fro but he had enough of one that yeah he had to cut it really short when he was younger 
Because you couldn't have that kind of hair in the 50s and 60s and right. be considered a white guy. And so that was, you know, probably right. better to get a job if you're going to just cut your hair really short. And yeah. Anyhow. Anyway. Anyway. So all these things about how you groom yourself are things that you never thought would be such a big deal. And you're finding a lot of these things that are like a deal that you never thought were going to be a deal. Like Yes. And and definitely facial hair is one of them because I can't see the sideburns as good. I probably could have saw them all these years before this and already had like a method and I'd have thicker facial hair so I'd have a method of mm -hmm. grooming my face already. But and your glasses don't extend that far. And so when you look at the side of your face from the corner of your eye, the mirror just doesn't get it. I could get some like Star Trek sideburns without trying because they just, you know, I'd trim them too far and. <laughs> you know, so you look like third season Captain Kirk. Yeah, no, no thanks. So that yeah, that's one of them, and there are lots of those cultural things, and this is something most of us trans people have in common that are gender binary cultural things, cultural expectations, cultural norms. Yes. And you and I were discussing this on a walk. You didn't. You didn't have the the same cultural norms that I did, as far as gender. No, roles. growing up, you know, I mean, my innate gender is fairly neutral, and I was not raised with the binary pressure to behave femininely. My parents were burnt-out hippies. They were post-feminist, my-kid-can-do-whatever-the-hell-they-want-to-do mm -hmm. kind of people. And so if I had wanted G.I. Joes, they bought me G.I. Joes. If I wanted My Little Ponies, they bought me My Little Ponies. If I wanted the bike with the Transformers and the sparkly streamers, they had to explain to me that they didn't come like that. You, you could have just... Gone, gotten, I probably would have bought both bikes and built rebuilt it myself, but they wouldn't buy me two bikes. No, no, you have to get parts, different parts. Go, go get the sparkly streamers and put them on your transformer bike. There you go. Yeah, with the GI Joes riding the little ponies around. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rainbow pony. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. But the 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 My Little Ponies did. Um, Join forces with the Transformers. Good for them. Yes. Good for them. That was before. That was after my time. Yes. I did have GI Joes, and my parents were not tripping on, on this, gender binary toy thing. Um, not too much on the clothing thing, although my mom admits, um, she did, have a problem with that for a while because she just didn't understand that, that wasn't my gig, to have that dress on that she was putting on me. But you're a girl. You're supposed to wear dresses, and you're supposed to like them. Girls like dresses. <laughs> well. She didn't understand that she you weren't a girl. No. She did, actually. She said she never thought of me as a girl or a boy. She just thought of me as me. Uh-huh. But because I was labeled a girl, and when I was much younger, that's the clothes that were available for girls. Right. She, uh put them on me. So, and 
at least for the first part of your education, that was the expected dress code for school. Yeah, that's you true. couldn't wear trousers. No, you couldn't wear trousers. Nope. It was horrible. I'm sorry. Thank you. I, I liked really frilly dresses, and I would wear jeans under them because I was going <laughs> to climb and tear them and get them all dirty, uh -huh. and I didn't care. Right. Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> but, like... Because you were raised with gendered expectations. The culture I was in had gendered expectations. And not that yours didn't or it. we don't now. We have plenty of it. If you watch we do. network TV, you will see it. Oh, my gosh. Which we have an antenna. So we've seen a, a glimpse <laughs> of some network TV. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And, like, we started watching Agent Pinup. I mean, Agent Carter. Yes. And, you know, when you I, watch, I like it is network TV, even though it's download, it's streaming. But it's still, I like her, too. Yeah. She's, yeah. Anyway. These commercials are weird. They're hella binary. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of the world, Western culture, at least in our part of the world, is is still still has that. Mm -hmm. It's my guess that that's kind of the Fox Republican side of things, but you know that could be my my Democratic bias. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's there's a lot of that that I wonder how much of it is that understanding of the world as, was it, I want to say Anais Nin, but I could be wrong, that said we see the world not as it is, but as we are. Right. You know, and I know you'll be looking it up because you like I things to be exactly. Probably right will. comes to those words. <laughs> and I, you know, I see what we surround ourselves with and then i see the world through that filter i watch rachel maddow and anderson cooper on podcast for my news mm -hmm. i don't watch fox you know you don't watch anything like that no cnn you get a little bit of news maybe from npr npr a little bit of cnn a little bit of msn mm -hmm. that's it but not by seeking it out, by ending up with that on your radio or something. Right, mm -hmm. right, right. And so I tend to forget that the binary is a thing. But you, being a binary individual, you are a man. Mm -hmm. And having not been raised as a man, you're coming into a handful of cultural expectations and... Trying to figure out what they are. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. a lot of them are things that you were very willfully ignorant of in your earlier upbringing and in your young adulthood. And you see this in a lot of trans kids. It hurts to look at that it and does. know that it's just not your expectation. I am not allowed in that clubhouse. So I'm going to try not to notice. Yes. The things about it that I'm not allowed to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot of tuning out. And and being in the over 40 crowd, mm -hmm. it was a long time of tuning out. Because mm -hmm. I'm only a couple of years into my transition, so. Yes. Long time of that. And the awareness of what I was tuning out over the last couple of years, the awareness of it has been coming to the front. Yes. As you are now allowed into these clubs and... 
you have to turn that channel back on to be able to appropriately participate in the club. And the first part was realizing there was a different channels that were turned off, like getting in an elevator and noticing, hey, that guy is short like me and kind of sizing myself up to mm -hmm. that that person. And I think guys do that subconsciously anyway. That's mm -hmm. my impression. Yeah. And some, you know, other information I've probably gathered along the way. Right. But that I had turned that off because I, I couldn't size myself up to him because I didn't have the abilities to have those aspects of muscle growth and other secondary sex characteristics and such. Right. So that, that sore spot makes you want to ignore it. It does until you have to interact with it as a newly minted member of the culture. Mm-hmm. And so things like the bathroom and the gym were some very specific examples that you had said. Yeah, those are the those are the ones that come up I think the most with YouTube vlogs and Facebook conversations. I mean, as far as social interaction. Mhm. Mm the bathroom stuff, it's such a big trans ordeal. <laughs> and then the gym <laughs> because people are getting naked in the gym and you know, our bodies are different and there's some concerns about who's going to notice that and what's, going to, what's that going to mean if they notice and right. so forth. Not just the locker room, though. What I've noticed lately has to do with things I, I want to accomplish. Like, for example, as you're recovering still from chest surgery and starting to try and build some of that muscle. Right. So since, that you have Since the revisions, pecs. especially. Yeah. I had this idea that after my chest surgery last August, so over a year ago, August, year and a half, mm -hmm. not quite, but anyhow, that I would be able to start to work on building muscle again. You know, you can't, you can work out at the gym beforehand, then you have surgery, then you can't do anything for a while, and then you can work out again. Right. But I couldn't. And that had to do with complications from the surgery. And, you know, it could the nerves getting caught up in scar tissue or whatever else might have happened in there. And I think we talked about that a few times. Yeah. Slowing it down. And so since the revision and breaking up some of that scar tissues, I've I've had some of the scar tissues broken up and, and I can move around better. I'm not having these odd twinges and muscles, you know, jumping around in there. And I want to work on building muscle. Mm-hmm. But I don't know anything about that. No, because a traditionally feminine way of being socialized to work out is to make your body smaller, not bigger. Right. And that, that was never my thing anyway. No. I wanted bigger muscles. I always did. Me too. I always felt like, what's wrong with my muscles? They're not strong enough. And, and then I found out it was the testosterone. Yes. <laughs> they were, it was missing. Yes. My muscles would be very, very different. Yes, they would. So also being in the over 40 crowd, the muscle's not going to build at the same rate. But you can work on definition. Yes. I, I, I've seen other old guys in videos, and I'm like, wow, that guy's really big. And I realize he's probably been that big for a while. But I ought to at least be able to get some definition. And I'm sure the hell going to try and find out. Yes. I'm not going to think I can't and then be sorry that I didn't try. 
And I think that's kind of your approach to a lot of these things where you're having to turn on the channel and then you observe the channel and then you jump into the parts that you can get and you start to tackle the parts that you don't have yet. Yes, and I did that with, with STPing. You did. I, I thought, this this is aggravating. Mm -hmm. I want to pee in the stand-up toilet and... It's inconvenient if there's no other option, and I really have to pee. And, and it's so the big I, boy way to do it. That's right. I'm going <laughs> to pee in the big boy potty. And so I I went at it enough to figure out how I could accomplish that. You were not going to be deterred by frustration or difficulty. No, I was sure there was a way. And that's kind of my approach to most things in life. There's more than one way to do anything. Yes. And some of them are easier than others, and some of them work better. Yes. Try some. Figure yes. them out. And once you get trying, you might find out, find, figure out some more of them. Yes. So, you know, then I, 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 you know, just to kind of cover that quickly, I tried a homemade STP and it worked okay. So I ordered one and it worked okay at first and then it didn't. And just look for the STPing references in our podcast if you want really a lot more information about that. But yeah. Um, I can use the big boy potty whenever mm -hmm. I want now. So there. Good. Good for you. Yeah. I had to go back to the original homemade STP. And the one I, from the milk carton. Yes. Milk carton, orange juice, um, apple cider, whatever you got. That's the right. Carrot juice. Carrot juice. That's your favorite. <laughs> that's a good, it's <laughs> just thick enough plastic. Yes. To cut that stuff out. And make them different lengths, different shapes and stuff, and get the ones that work best for me. And we were talking about this last night with our friend who just had Meadow. Yes. And That was his main main focus was... He wanted to use the big boy potty without the help. Yes. Yes. That and was... lots of guys do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. That's a, that's a thing they want. Some of them, it seems more with the Meadows... That was their focus. I want to be able to be naked wherever, and I want to be able to pee in the big boy potty. Yes. So there. And he said that eventually when he's healed up more and has more perspective on it, he'll come and give us an interview, which apparently you guys are, our, our friends, seem to be interested in more interviews two out of and three, guests. Two out of three of those surveyed would like more guests. And um, out of two out of three, I mean exactly two out of three. <laughs> No, actually, it's four out of four. Ooh, four out of four. I had that information incorrect. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Out of four respondents to our new survey, four, all four of them say guests and uh, interviews are uh, among the things they would like to hear from us. So our, our friends that, that we uh, talk about on here are probably going to get dragged in. Woo! So there. Yeah. Yep. So he he, he can't do it yet because he's only a month out after his initial surgery and he's going to have revisions next year and he he's not quite ready and that's fine yeah yeah but you made it work i made it work and now you go use the big boy potty whenever the hell you feel like it and and like he said when he gets that thing working he's going to pee on everything <laughs> i i will go pee in every urinal i can find just because i can that's, that's great. the way I do it. That's totally great. So there. Oh, there's a urinal. I think I'll go pee in it. <laughs> there's probably a urinal in this bathroom. I'll, darn it, there's no urinal. 
disappointed if there's no urinal. That's funny to me. Yeah, it is. So when it comes to the gym, and I want to build some some uh, muscles, chest muscles, I did a lot of YouTube research. It's mm-hmm. a convenient thing that, you know, in the old days I would have had to go to the library and get books for. Oh. There wouldn't be any moving pictures. Books do not generally have moving pictures unless no. you're a wizard. Unless you're a wizard, they do not. <laughs> Exactly what I was thinking. Are you so, a wizard? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes I whiz in different urinals, but I'm not a wizard. So I want to figure out. So I, I started watching all these videos on how to bench press. Okay. And it's good if you have a little obsession when it comes to working out because it gets you to the gym. Yes. I'm going to the gym because I'm going to do my bench press. Yes. First, I had to, I was at the gym and I had been looking at videos and I was watching and I was feeling like a bit shy about this process, a bit intimidated about it because of the lack of knowledge in the cultural norms. Mm-hmm. What happens in the gym? What happens in the weight area? What happens with lifting weights the right way or needing a spotter? And then there's me and I'm like the, you know, puny guy. That has to start with not hardly any weight at all on there. Yeah. I didn't even know how much the bar weighed. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew it weighed something. but And then I did figure out there's another bar in another part of the gym that had the label still up there that said the bar weighs 10 pounds. And they're the same bars. Okay. So, so then I knew yeah, that. Yeah, they usually do have labels, but sometimes they're old equipment and... The labels are gone. Yes. So I had been trying this for a while before I figured that out. But trying it and then feeling intimidated, like, I want to do this, but I'm not sure I know how, and I feel self-conscious about, like like teenagers feel. And as a, a trans guy, it's still in the first couple years of transition here, there's those things you hit along the way. You hit more of them at the beginning where you you feel very self-conscious. Yes. And you know nobody cares, but you feel that. It's that cognitive, emotional disconnect. Yeah. And then I get mad and I say, I'm not having that stop me. Damn it. So. You're going to soldier through and I'm just get it done. I'm going to go right over there and do it anyway. So there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I figured it out and I went and I didn't know how this much this bar weighed, but I got a groove going, and then I could get 20 pounds on there. And I thought, okay, well, that's good practice. I don't want to hurt my back, and I'm like small, very small person, so. Yes. And um, and by small, you're 5'4", and about 140, 150 pounds right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I got that going, and I'm, I was all happy with myself. Good for you. Yeah, I didn't let... It, it's a new skill. I didn't let any of these That's things stop me. That's a good me. thing to feel accomplished. And playing with big boy toys on the bench press. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, the videos I've seen, you have to be able to get some more weight on there. And there is another section at the gym where there's... A supported Yeah, it's sort of like having a automatic spotter. There's some cables and some clips so you're not going to crush yourself. Yes. And so in between, I could try that one to put more weight on it to see if I could do it before I went over to the 
freeform, you know, bench press where you actually have to do all the balancing. Yes. To do it. And I must have, between my back not being out, which it has been for a couple of days, and it's been discouraging because uh, I couldn't lift the weight. Because yes. my back was all tweaking if I even lay down the bench. Um, I was able to lift uh, within a week and a half 70 pounds. On the cable-assisted. Yeah, which was crazy to me because I could hardly lift 20 when I very first tried it. And I'm curious to see, once you go back and try again with the unassisted, how much you'll be lifting, because the difference in having the cable assist with the balance and using a different set of muscles that's just lifting. the upward press, mm -hmm. as opposed to the balance and the lift, Right. how much that'll change and how much of it is the fact that because you are on T, you build muscle hella fast. I do. I do build muscle fast. But it does seem to depend on what part of the week I'm in the gym, mm -hmm. if it's easier to lift or not. Oh, yeah. whether or not you just had a shot or whether... I'm at the end of the week. Oh. It seems to make a difference. That's interesting. And with the cable one, it's not like a regular, it's not a, you know, a machine, but it is guided. So you're not doing the balancing. Right. And uh, so I can't do the freeform one if my lower back is out. These are old people problems as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm an old guy when it comes to my back. <laughs> <laughs> Your poor back. So my when you and I went the other week, mm -hmm. I was going to ask you to spot me, but my lower back was kind of out, so I couldn't do it. And I, I thought, this is frustrating. I went over to the dumbbells because I had been learning some of the dumbbell presses that mm -hmm. are also for chest muscles. Yes, and then if you sit on the incline bench, then it doesn't tweak your back I the didn't same even way. have to sit on the incline bench. The bench is if you lay down the incline, you go, you know, you can put it whatever angle you want. It's slightly different on your back than the than the flat bench. And you're not holding things exactly the same way. Right. You don't have your two arms in the same spot on the bar and trying to go exactly. That makes sense. Parallel. So, with the dumbbells, I went over and got, you know, 10 pounds dumbbells and sat down and was, you know, they're about to fly across the room or something. So I went and put them back and got 15 and that was easy. And I went back and got 20 and I could do that. And I thought, well, this is kind of one of these testosterone things. Mm -hmm. So I went over and got 25 and I did, you know, 10 reps of those. And, and then I thought, well, I could do that. So can I do 30 pounds? And, and I could. And 30 that, on each hand. That is totally crazy. That, yeah. But then I went to the gym at another part of the week, and I thought, well, I did 30 the other day. I could try to work my way up, but I don't have as much time. I'm just going to try it. And I could do the 30, but it was way hard. Huh. So I don't know, you know, right? how much of that is what part of the week and what, what the metabolizing of the testosterone is and... And then there's also the fact that at different points of the week, you're at different levels of exhaustion with work and parenting and so on. Right. So it's a curious factor. But nonetheless, I have conquered the... Chest muscle workout. Yeah. I'm not afraid to go over there and do it. I am a little bit... Mm, 
apprehensive? Appreh- I am a little bit apprehensive about grabbing somebody to help me, to spot me while I'm lifting, you know, 40 or 50 pounds on the freeform, uh, the bench press. Hey, can you help the puny guy over here? I need help. I could get my wife if she's there, which also would be, as I, as I talked to my, my cisgendered male friend uh, the other day, an odd thing because... You're having a woman spot you? Yeah. And a big bulky woman spot it's, you? It's my wife. I get to take her with me. It's all good, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> whatever. I have to get over myself. If I want to be able to lift more, I have to get somebody to spot me so I can do it on the regular bench press. Speaking of which, I have to admit, I'm a, a, I got a little bit butthurt when I realized that you can pull down more than I can now. On the cable... The shoulder, yeah, chest one the, the the one where you pull it down, it works your your arms and your back and your lats. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I can do a hundred pounds on there. I can do a hundred, but not with any uh, stamina. Mm-hmm. I can I can do three sets of fifteen with ninety. Mm-hmm. But at a hundred, I'm struggling to get to 12. That's pretty good, though. I can't do it every time. No? No. Again, okay. It's the back problems. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is that. Yeah, I don't want to tweak something. So if my back is sort of out in one spot, I'll go lighter on all my weights to make sure I just do more reps, but I don't get to lift more weights, and that's just that day. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. But this is at least getting me back to the gym. I was very discouraged that I couldn't do weightlifting sooner. Right. I didn't expect it to be a year and a half later when I could finally lift weights and start working on my chest. That is frustrating, yeah. but I'm glad that you're tackling it and overcoming your difficulties because that's how you do. Yes. I like to tackle it. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! I don't understand why you would walk on headphones. Because they're on the ground. Exactly. Because <laughs> I need to wrap them up. Mm, oh, well. <laughs> you want things in their place. I want sounds in their place. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to launch right into something or another, huh? <laughs> it's how I do. I know, huh? Uh-huh. Hold on. Let me turn pages and get back to... So all this is going to be cut because I'm turning pages while I'm talking.
Marry me. <laughs> Again? Um... Excuse me. <laughs> You've been hanging out with me too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Ha 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 ha!